You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. I can't say we have a fun-filled show for you today because this is the post-game, I don't know, summary thoughts of our Milwaukee Bucks going down 3 nothing, or going down 0-3, excuse me, to the Miami Heat. And just some initial thoughts here. The fourth quarter was our demise. It was a, an absolute travesty in what we witnessed of our Milwaukee Bucks. The fourth quarter will go down actually in Milwaukee Bucks history in where we lost Giannis. Giannis will leave Milwaukee based upon the fourth quarter of yesterday's game. I'm not being over dramatic here, but what I saw was a team that lost heart. I saw a team that didn't have any confidence whatsoever in the offensive scheme or the defensive scheme of Coach Bud. I don't know if Coach Bud is going to make it through the offseason. Now, here's the thing. I'm kind of torn with that. I'm going to start at the head here. Let me start with Coach Bud. Coach Bud actually better be thankful that this next season is going to be a shortened season. The reason I say that is because I don't think Milwaukee is going to actually fire him because of next season being a shortened season. Yeah. It's just too many variables from that perspective. And I think Milwaukee Bucks are, are too conservative uh, from that perspective to fire a coach that was coach of the year last year and then go on to a new coach, a new scheme, a new strategy. If the Bucks do fire Coach Bud, I, I would actually be surprised. He, he, here's yeah. where I'm torn. Yep. Last playoffs, we lost four straight to the Toronto Raptors. We went up 2-0, and then we lost four straight yes. to, to exit the playoffs last year. This year, if we get swept, you've gone as far as you can go with this coach. It isn't a, a huge free agent market. You're going to have to go and get some bodies. You're going to have to go out and get some trades. Bleso is tradable. His contract is attractive enough, I think, that teams would take on. Uh, he's tradable, and he hasn't proven. I mean, he did pretty well in game two. Game one, he was out, obviously, with the hamstring injury. Game three, he really didn't show up. I don't know if that was the inconsistency that of Bud's rotation. You can't blame it on foul trouble. Giannis and Middleton didn't have foul trouble in the first half. For her, the first half, I thought the Bucks played pretty well. The first half of game three, I, it, it seemed like it was a, a good flow to it. Third quarter, they played well. They were up 12 points to the start of the fourth quarter. 
I think what the Bucks need is they need a a, a championship caliber player or two that has been in the championship foxhole and really kind of help the team to weather these storms. Yeah. Just like Miami got went out and got Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Has some kind of a defensive presence. Or even um, like Haslam, just being there. Haslam was on Haslam was on the bench, probably just you know, telling Jimmy Butler, hey man, go ahead and do this thing. I think you need a champion, a player who has championship experience on a team if you're looking to win a championship. I think this is what what it shows. Even if the player doesn't play, they can yep. still have some kind of influence behind the scenes. I don't know anybody on our squad who has championship experience. Coach Bud has championship experience of coaching as an assistant mm-hmm. coach with the Spurs, but what has that done in the, for the Atlanta Hawks when he was coach? And what now what has that done for us? Mm-hmm. George Hill possibly is the only one. George Hill's probably the only one, yeah. And he well, actually he played like it last night too in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He was making buckets he, when they needed him. When they needed it, yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that we lost Giannis. I think Giannis is going to look at this, and I saw Giannis walking off the floor, pulling off, you know, untucking his shirt and shaking his head. And we all seen that look before, like, damn, I got a busted ankle and I can't get no help in the fourth quarter. I does, know, that, I know does, that remind, does that remind you of something, Jason? Remember, when, of, Le, remember LeBron. when LeBron did it? Exactly. When they, when they lost to Boston? When he left mm-hmm. and went to Miami? Yeah. I need some help. I need, to, I need to go learn how to win a championship. That's what that is. I need to go learn how to win a championship. I need a championship coach who can coach me. I need some championship players who knows what it takes to win a championship. I need somebody who has that dog in them who's going to be there with me. And it's not anything against Milton. It's just that where was everybody in the fourth quarter? Couldn't buy a bucket. Missing bunny layups. Couldn't hit no mid-range jumpers, no threes. And to me, that is this, the offensive strategy. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Danny. So yep. before the NBA suspended its season due to COVID, I saw the Bucks, you know, run some plays and where there was some more action, some more motion in the half-court mm-hmm. setting. I have, I have yet to see that. I see the four squares. Yep. See the four players on the perimeter, let Giannis do his thing. We need some more motion. We need some more action. Otherwise, the defense is, is just going to set and, and be ready for whatever Giannis is going to do. And this is why I said you got to take Giannis off the ball. Let, let the guards bring up the ball and let Giannis go ahead and, and run some pick-and-roll action or something. And the top of the circle uh, – that's where everything happens for Giannis. I don't see anything on the side of the court. I don't see anything else from that perspective. So, I mean, it's just the offense is just not flowing, and we can't rely upon a three, especially if we're broke. Houston proved that last year or year before when they played Golden State, yeah. when they couldn't buy a three-pointer. I, don't, I think we lost Giannis. Giannis is, is purely going to look at this and say, I need some help. and. 
I don't know where he's going. I believe he's going to go down to Dallas. I believe he's going to really buy for Dallas and make probably do a sign and trade or something to that degree. But Giannis needs a guard who's going to help provide easy buckets. Luau Sender needed Big O. Kareem needed Magic. Shaq needed Penny. Shaq needed Kobe. Shaq needed D-Wade. <laughs> Hakeem needed some guards. Hakeem needed some shooters. Yep. Hakeem needed some, some people who had that dog in them. Mm-hmm. Vernon Maxwell. Giannis needs somebody like that or, or a team around him like that. Well, I saw Jimmy Butler just took the heart out of the Bucks. Oh yes, he did. Same way that Kawhi did last year. Yep. And what's the what's the common theme? Kawhi, a two way player, quote unquote two way player. I hate that term, two way player, but he's just a player on both ends of the court. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, same way, and yet we don't have anybody to defend. Let me ask you this, Danny, because I've been talking for a minute here. Did the Bucks make a mistake getting rid of Malcolm Brogdon? It's showing right now where they need him. There is a glaring hole because Brogdon can get to the basket mm-hmm. and yep. he can shoot. And when he gets to the free throw line, he's going to knock him down. He's going to knock him down. And he can defend. And he can defend. He is any someone that doesn't get rattled either. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that fourth quarter last night, those are games last year where they could rely on Brogdon, like in the Toronto series last year, mm-hmm. where he was the second best player out there in most cases, where he made crucial shots. He was clear-headed enough to make the right decision at the right time. I think part of this too, Jason, though, is we, as you talk about Brogdon, I think you got to give kudos to the Miami Heat's defense. They, have, mm-hmm. they can rotate and switch every – handoff every pass they can switch you're right and that's the way the bucks were when they had that tall lineup thon maker uh christian wood or john henson when we had that tall lineup that's the rest where we were going having athletic bigs who can switch on everything when we had mcw i think that was before john horse's time mm-hmm. but that's what we, that's what we had so they'll be in a different position if they have Brogdon right now. But, like, last night it was just, some, just like they ran into a wall because they were playing well. And the key was to the end of that, that, sec, that third quarter, they got a little confidence. And then they mm-hmm. just took off in the fourth quarter, man. It was Like I said, George Hill's the only one making plays. You know what happened in the fourth quarter? Lack of coaching. Let me tell you, when you see a team struggling, your dad did this, man, when he coached us back <laughs> in the day. When, when the team is running up on you, man, don't call a timeout. <laughs> yep. But then draw up some kind of play, you know, give you some kind of confidence there. Yep. And so what I saw was a lack of a play drawn up, just some reassurance. I, we don't, I don't have any stats in front of me. Um, I don't know how many minutes really blessed so played in the fourth quarter. I don't think it was that much. I think he got subbed out, and I don't know what happened to him after that. I think George Hill got it going, yep. and it was more along the lines of 
let me just stick with the hot hand because mm-hmm. we ain't scoring, but at least George Hill took it to the basket a couple of times and got, got us a score. Um, and, and why don't you put – I know they want Brooke Lopez out, but when you're in those grind-type moments, put him on the block. Put him on a block, No man. one can stop him down low. And I don't know if it's analytics or whatever it is, but you have a seven-foot legit score. He was playing well. He was in the first half. Yeah, they couldn't stop him. He's the one who was keeping them in the game. And so when you, the game slows down, like Miami slows it down, you got to revert back, man, and say, hey, all right, let's just try to generate some type of offense. Let's run it through Brooke in the post. Yeah, you could have went to Giannis in the post. But see, either one, either somebody. You have see, the, the height advantage. Brooke is seven foot. Bam was what, mm-hmm. six nine? Right. <laughs> You see where we're going, man? If you're you're in a slow-down game, revert back to the 90s, man. Dribble, 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 back to the basket. And he can face up, too. It's not like he can't face up. Take advantage of the disadvantage. Just do something different (laughs) to throw Miami off. Yeah, you got to do something, man. And And he's a good passer, too, out the post. So he could – I'm not saying he's Olajuwon or Ewing, but he's – He's not bad, and he can do all those things. And I was sitting there, I'm like, man, they could – why don't they just put Brooke in the post? Just put him in the post, man. This could give me a couple points. Something break, to change break, it up where you're not doing that. Momentum. Yeah, you're not doing this handoff mess at the top of the key, and Miami's right there. Let me ask you this, man. Do you fire Coach Bud? I can't. The only reason I say that is I know he's not having a good showing right now. But there's a couple of factors. I think with the shortened season, I just think it'll be unless Giannis talks to GM and says, we got to get somebody else in here, otherwise I'm not signing this contract. So if he holds them over the barrel, mm-hmm. then they might fire him. But other than that, man, like I said, since this bubble, in the bubble, they – they just haven't looked right. They haven't looked right at so, all. So I don't know if it's mentally they're fatigued or physically or coming off the break. They just they're not bouncing back. But I think you gotta give them one more shot because they're the best team, and he just needs to understand how to make adjustments in the playoffs. And that's what's killing them right now. And that's what got them last year. That and their free throw shooting, but he can't control that. But I think they need to keep him at least another year to prove himself. But like I said, if Giannis says anything about signing that contract and it's associated with coach Bud, then you might see something behind the scenes. I think that's the thing. If it's associated with coach Bud, I, I don't think Giannis is the type of player that, you know, would really put somebody out. He didn't do that with Jason Kidd. Nope. I don't think he does that with a coach. I think that's just his mentality, especially maybe coming from, uh, Greece, may I don't know, mm-hmm. but and I agree, maybe, I don't see him doing that either. But I'm just saying, that would be the only reason I can see him getting fired. Yeah, I, I think, I think Giannis is the type of player that a hey, the, the coaches, you know, is the boss, he's the authority, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna do whatever coach tells me to do, just like when he was asked a question about and after game one. 
should Giannis have guarded, you know, Jimmy Butler? And yep. Giannis' response was, I'm going to do whatever coach tells me to do. And then that caused an uproar with, you know, throughout the NBA. Like, hey, man, you defensive player of the year. You just said, you tell people I'm guarding him, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis mindset is a little bit different in where he's just, hey, it, I'm going to do whatever I need to do on the court. And whatever the coach tells me to do, I'm going to do. Yep. That has proved to be successful because we've had the best record regular season-wise. I won an MVP last year. I just now won the Defensive Player of the Year. And now we may I may win the MV, another MVP award. So whatever coach has told me to do has proven to be relatively successful. Should Giannis play more minutes? I Well, I think that's – because last night in the fourth quarter when he came back in, he only had played 28. So I'm thinking that ankle was worse than their lead known. So I – I want to say he played like 36 minutes altogether. He ended up somewhere around there. But I think that ankle was really bothering him mm-hmm. where it impacted his game, and that may have been the reason they kept him out. Because this was the game where we said he had to get – he had to be in there pretty much the whole game. Yeah. And when that whole ankle injury happened. I, I say you play a more. Look, man, the whole season, what has been, you know, the consistent theme for Giannis? Oh, we just, we just played, played him 30, 31 minutes a game, and he's averaged 30 points. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you held him back for that long, at what point do you just – it's almost kind of like a, a, a luxury car. Mm-hmm. Right, it's kind of like at what point do you just go ahead and get on on the road and just let it rip? Yep, you know, what I'm saying just go. I'm not recommending people do this, <laughs> but just go out and just go, you know, open it up. Yep, right. Um, that's the honest man. At what point do you just let them go and open it up? And maybe and that was his plan last night until he got hurt. Maybe that was the plan until he got hurt. And then they had to uh, watch his ankle or something else happen to him. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, uh, John Horse, you have a whole lot of work to do this offseason. Again, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe we gave away or traded away some of our draft picks, I think, for 2020 and 2022. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we have draft picks. I don't think we have draft picks at all this, this season or this, uh, this draft. So – if that's the case, that means we have to go on the free agent market. And so we're, we're going to have to get – I don't think Giannis is going to sign that extension. Here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Because with this pandemic, with the bubble situation, with COVID-19, we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how the NBA dollars are going to be. Yep. Uh, we, there's just like a whole lot of unknowns. If Giannis signs the contract extension – it's purely because we just don't know what's going to happen in the midst of COVID-19 in the midst of the next season. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't sign it, then that's putting pressure on John Horse to get something done immediately. Mm-hmm. I think either way, because Yannick can always go back in and request a trade. He yeah. would have more leverage, though, if he doesn't sign the contract extension. So I'm kind of torn Either way. So there are reports out there that Tyron Liu is actually nearing a deal with the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. 
Then you have Steve Nash going to the Brooklyn Nets. KD coming back, possibly in a shortened season with Kyrie. The East is going to be tough, man. I still don't see the Bucs struggling in the East. I think they probably will. I think everybody done caught on to how to stop Giannis and how to really, you know, stop uh, the Bucks. Regular season-wise, they're – because no one – that's where the playoffs are different. That's where the defense ratchets up, and then the teams get for real in the playoffs. That's where they need to make the adjustment. Regular season, the way they played, the way they scored, no one really can mess with them. But it's the, re- the playoffs, as we're seeing again – Defense locks them up. Some of that heart isn't there that you would expect from them. Mm-hmm. That's that's lacking. And that's all it is with Miami, man. It's heart. Pure heart. And that pickup with Jay Crowder. Oh. Them picking him up before yep. this whole thing, getting mm-hmm. him on the roster. That was huge. Montrez Harrell, I believe, is a free agent. He, he is. just won six man of the year. Mm-hmm. Do we go for somebody like that? He's going to command some some dollars. And I mentioned in the previous podcast, maybe Christian Wood. Man, Montrez Harrell would be perfect for what they need. Someone like that that just goes all out is not going to let you just go away. He's going to be in your face. Yep. He's a hard player. He, he can score. He can like board. Yeah. He, can, he can guard anywhere on the floor. Those are the type of players you need, man. I know, yeah, he's going to command a lot of money. So that's going to be the problem there. But uh, that's why I think you're going to have to trade away Bledsoe. It's time to go ahead and trade Bledsoe, man. I like Bledsoe just as a show up in the playoffs, man. Yeah, that may be – you may have to do it that way. Um, Just to free free up some room. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Horse has a lot of decisions to make, but – There's still game four, Jason. There's still game four for you. Nah, man, this, this series is over with, man. I was staying Bucks to seven after game two. After what I saw fourth quarter last night, if the Bucks get one game, cool. I, I think the series may be over. I really do. One other thing I want to add was, so we're talking about number one seeds. I got to talk about the Lakers really quick. Okay. And what I told you the other night on Harden, if they keep messing around with Harden and he plays like he did last night, Lakers are in trouble. <laughs> they, but I, I'm, I'm just going to contribute because you know that game won Rust. They had a week off, family in town. You know, mine might not have been there, but they looked slow and sluggish. And Harden was playing on a different level last night. So, like I said, I, so I'm very interested to see his game too and how LA comes out and plays against Houston. But if Houston steals mm-hmm. his next game, L.A. in trouble. So I had to shout out my Lakers on a, on a negative note. <laughs> say, well, don't play with Harden in those good – because they're leaving them wide open for threes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the last team you can do – leave them open. So I Man, just I, I'll I want to hit on that real yeah, quick before no, we jumped off. Go ahead. No, I hear you. I hear you. And here, here's the other thing, too. I think with the Bucks being down 0-3, it's going to be real interesting today – with the Raptors Celtics. Oh, I'm looking forward because to Because now I think I think I think both teams are sniffing the opportunity like, hey, you know what? If we get past this series and play Miami, yep. then listen, we may be able to actually go to the finals. Exactly. 
<laughs> this is gonna be real interesting that Raptors Celtics series, man. Yep. Um, and truth be told, I, I'm actually surprised. Yeah, the Lakers were off for a week or what have you, but man, I I'm thinking both LA teams gotta be licking their chops now. Like, hey, listen, if we get to the finals and play either Celtics Raptors or Heat. We have a good, legitimate shot at winning this thing. Yep. I know. I know they'll say, "Man, we just talk, you know, focus in on the team that we're currently playing." Man, forget that, man. You know, back <laughs> in the day when you were a kid, man. You look at the schedule and you look at yep. the landscape. You like, you be like, man, if I can just do this, yep. Then, you know, you start kind of building that up, and so. Yes. I think these teams now, I'm surprised Lakers came out flat, but I'm thinking these teams are starting to kind of think about it now a little bit differently. Yep. You got the number one seed out the East out the way. Pending, they still have game four. Yeah. To, yep. and you never know what can happen, right? You never so, know what can happen. You never know what can happen. But you're totally right, man. It's and that's what surprised me a lot about the Lakers because they played right after the Bucks. Yeah. And to see what happened, it's like, all right, they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. All cylinders yeah. yeah. Houston made them look bad. And Houston maybe, maybe actually think, you know, have thought about that like, oh, snap, wait a second now. If we can get past the Lakers, now Clippers is a different story. Because Clippers I, are going to give them problems. Because I tell you what, man, the more I watch Kawhi Leonard, I'm like, man, he is just a smooth player, man. Mid-range jumper on lot, everything. I'm thinking all these teams are thinking, hey, man, if there's ever a chance for us to win a championship a legit and be legitimate, yep. I, I, I don't – listen, this asterisk on this championship run, Mm-mm. and uh, there should, if anything, it would be an asterisk for this championship run, considering yep. what all they had to go through. Uh, psychologically and physically, mentally and physically. And mm-hmm. so, if anything, I think there will be more respect for the championship in the, in this run. So, man, I think everybody's like, man, we have a legitimate shot at getting this chip. And yep. we'll see what happens, man. But uh, unfortunately, the Milwaukee Bucks going to be out of it. And Giannis, after that fourth quarter, I think Giannis is like, man, I'm I'm gone. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see we'll how see. game four goes, get some reaction to it, and go from there. Man, if these Jokers lose this game four, this will forever go down as the time that we lost Giannis on Labor Day weekend in 2020. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.